As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. Now that he's put the whole excommunicado situation behind him, former hitman John Wick sits in meditation in his new home. Tuning out the voices of the hundreds that he has murdered, even if it's just for a few moments. It is then that a crash can be heard downstairs. John rushes down to investigate, only to find Bane standing in his living room. I'm here to find the legendary hitman and bring him to his knees, Bane says. John just calmly reaches over to a bookshelf and grabs a weapon. It's Baba Yaga versus the Batbreaker. It's Jardani versus Dorrance. It's John Wick versus Bane. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stacanus. 
In today's episode, we have a double redemption match for you. In one corner, we have John Wick coming back to avenge his season one loss against G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, and he's going up against Bane, who lost to the equally and possibly even more dangerous SpongeBob SquarePants back in the beginning of season two, I believe it was. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Uh, As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this match has been discussed. And this matchup has indeed been discussed, debated, dissected. I'm telling you, people have been talking about this thousands of times before online. Really? But yet, despite all of this, yeah, surprise, surprise, right? This matchup has never had a decisive winner until now, that is. So I got to find out. Race to Canis, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? I'm always fired up for a redemption matchup. I'm extra fired up for a double redemption matchup. What I'm really happy about on the Who Would Win show right now is we finally found a slate of judges who take their job seriously and do good work and come up with the correct decisions for the last three weeks of the show, I have stood victorious with superior arguments, superior characters, and each and every time, James Gavsey has dropped the ball, and I've been there to pick it up and score a touchdown every single time with zeros on the clock to take victory away from defeat. And... With those three wins in a row, that means if I win one, one, one more time today, I get to pick any character that I want to represent, no matter how obscure. If you were to pull off four in a row, James, you would get your Samurai Jack nonsense. But if I can win four in a row, I can pick any obscure, nobody cares about character, and the audience of who would win. And the people on the board are just going to have to live with it. And that is why I'm ultimately the most fired up today. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. So, Ray, here's the deal. I was actually kind of investigating something in the past three, really five episodes, because all those episodes had something in common. You weren't really crazy about, you know, well, the first three weren't crazy about the judging, then the last three you were, but all five of them had something coming. It was just kind of bothering me a little bit, and especially the last three. I went to the Who Would Win production team, and I said, hey, how did you guys select the judges this time around? And they said, well, they're, they're all suggestions from Ray, and we looked into them, and we really liked it. And I said, wait, wait, they all were suggestions from Ray. Okay, strike one. Then I kind of checked it out, and I realized that all three of them are on your show, Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama. Were they? All three of them were. Interesting. Three judges were on your show, or on your show. By the wow. way, the show's going to be amazing. I've heard the trailer. It was fantastic. But regardless, it just seems that you've been picking some interesting people who are kind of indebted to you. For for services or what have you, you know, professional voiceover services. So here's the thing. I got to find out, is today's judge also someone who is on your upcoming audio drama? Not only is our judge today the star of episode one of Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama, an episode that will be simulcast on the Who Would Win show feed, I am proud to say this judge is also a great American. Unbelievable. All right. So I had a feeling this was going to happen. It only takes me a little while to see a pattern, and uh, I caught on. So um, I brought in a little something of my own for today's show, something I haven't really done. I pulled in a few favors, and I'll reveal it during the show. This is going to tip this battle in my favor in a massive way, but I'll reveal that later on. So the question is, is today's judge also going to be indebted to Race to Canis, or will they play by the rules? Let's find out. Making another appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's actor and comedian extraordinaire, the host of the Own Every Word game show, 
It's Matthew Harris. Matthew, welcome back to Who Would Win. Oh, James, thank you for having me. Ray, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, You know what? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I, as I have said before, am a fan of this show. So with that, uh, regardless of the amazing audio drama that is coming out, Reclaim Detroit, please come listen when it comes out. The fix is not in. All right. The fix is not in. What you're going to get is a judge who is going to listen specifically to the points you make. I, I, I do have to point this out. I do know both of these characters. I know both of these characters very, very well. And because of that, I'm not going to do any work for you. All I'm going to do is listen specifically to the facts you tell me. I'm going to make a decision based off of that. And then we're all going to listen to a wonderful audio drama, Reclaim Detroit, that I just happen to be in the first episode of. That's all. You know what? I got to tell you, for some reason, I trust you, Matthew. There's just something about you. You have that, again, the je ne sais quoi, as the French like to say, you have that magical goodness about you. You're a good person. You'll see it down the line. You'll actually not be swayed by for whatever reason the other judges were swayed for, you know, race side. But more importantly, in all of that, you're also the host of the Own Every Word game show. Tell the Legion of Audience all about that. Absolutely. So every Wednesday, 7.30 Pacific, uh, 10.30 Eastern, uh, if you go over to Twitch, which is where you can mostly find us, the Own Every Word game show, uh, it's actually a really fun time where we get a bunch of comedian panels. We have a uh, 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 what we call the Word Herd. It's people who submit uh, it's the best way to describe it is uh, it's a word based comedy game where people submit. We, we give sentences where you fill in the blank. People submit what they think the blank should be filled in with. And then we have uh, celebrity comedian judges who then choose which word they think is the best. And the winner wins NFT prizes. So uh, it's a fun time. And also, so many of the words on Own Every Word have a very familiar voice, like thousands of them that are voiced by Ray Stacanus. There are literally over a thousand words in the Own Every Word project that I recorded. So enjoy that, people. Wait, 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 wait. So, so not only did you do the Reframe Detroit, you know, audio drama with Ray Stacanus, Ray Stacanus is also involved with your Own Every Word game show. Uh, this is true, but let me t- t- to really clarify something. Ray Stacanus is everywhere. All right. I, that's, I'll have you know, point. I would say don't even turn around and look too fast, James, because you'll find the race to Canis is right there with you. To all the listeners out there, uh, to, to the Legion, if you're looking in your bathroom mirror and you say race to Canis, you don't even have to say it three times. He will appear. I, I, I wouldn't try it because he gets very, very cranky when that happens. Not only will I appear in your bathroom mirror, I will pitch you to listen to Reclaim Detroit, <laughs> a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama. And that's the reason to do it. Absolutely. You know, for some reason, even with all of this race to Canis, I still feel good about today's episode. Listen, you have a redemption matchup with two characters. We both felt at the time, look, I rep John Wick got the loss. Ray rep Bane got the loss. And I think we both felt like we were done a little dirty. So this is, again, you can't have a better redemption match with this. So with all that being said, it's time to get the show started. Ray, do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Action Cinema. The retired hitman who really burns the candle at both ends, John Wick. 
and representing DC Comics, the supervillain whose grocery list reads eggs, milk, bread, whey powder, and kill the Batman, Bane. You know, I've heard so many different versions of Bane. I've not heard that interpretation of that of, of Bane's voice like that ever before. I'm not sure if I hate it or I absolutely love it and want more of it. Well, What's the I, deal I hated the, the Sean Connery weird <clears throat> voice they chose to do for the uh, Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so I am truly making fun of it from a place of anger. Good. Wow, we have something in common. There you go. That's a wow. Okay. Uh-oh. Yes, I also. That was the only movie I've actually. Dangerous place to be, James. It's a, that was the second movie only that I've ever walked out angry. The first one was the Batman movie with uh, George Clooney. Mm. Both Batman movies. Yeah, Understandable. Understandable. I can't right. imagine walking into the George Clooney Batman movie thinking you were about to see a cinematic trial. <laughs> Expectations, James Gavsey. Have <sighs> I was young, didn't know how things worked. All right, now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a who-win match, which are brought to you by Comixology, one of our great sponsors. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the who-win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Okay, Ray, I'm assuming you're going with the absolutely iconic, amazing, I love this character, John Wick from the films. Is that correct? I am not using the comic book version. I am sticking with the movies. <laughs> Nor the anime or manga version. Okay, that's a Correct. sound choice. I will be going with Bane from the, of course, DC Comics current universe because that is the one that has the craziest feats and why not? All right, rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed but would be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides is the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal, and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes, and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store to get your very own Who Would Win merchandise and accessories. Go to whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some Who Would Win merch right now. Need to supercharge your hiring? You need a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look, but if you're hiring, you can invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to US Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about. And we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. Indeed's gonna do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash WWW. Offer good for a limited time. 
Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash WWW. Indeed.com slash WWW. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Speaking of right now, it's time to get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for John Wick. John Wick is a former hitman who had the second worst day of his life right on the heels of the worst day of his life and now seeks revenge. Created by Derek Kolstad and played by Keanu Reeves, Wick first appeared in the movie John Wick in 2014. Known in the criminal underworld as the man you send to kill the boogeyman, John Wick left his life as the greatest hitman in the world to start a family with the one true love of his life. When she fell gravely ill, she got John a puppy who became the vessel for his true love after she died. After the obnoxious son of a mob boss, Reek, broke into John's house, beat him up, and killed his beloved dog, John went on a singular focused mission of murderous revenge. With a trilogy out there and more movies on the way, one has to finally ask the question, why would you not just leave this man alone? (laughs) Fun fact, if you've been watching Keanu Reeves movies for long enough, you will notice a theme. The theme is that he loves playing characters named John. John Wick is the sixth time he's played someone by that moniker on the big screen. The other roles were Johnny Utah in Point Break, Don John in Much Ado About Nothing, Johnny Mnemonic in Johnny Mnemonic, John Constantine in Constantine, and finally John in Generation Um, a movie I had not heard of until I looked into this phenomenon. That is John Wick. He played Don... Don? Don John. Don John. His name is John. (laughs) Okay. Shakespeare, but he's still John. Go figure. That's fair. 
All right, here are the important details for Bane. Now, Bane was created by Dennis O'Neill, Chuck Dixon, Doug Mensch, and Graham Nolan, and first appeared in Batman Vengeance of Bane back in January of 1993. Born to serve the life sentence of his father, Bane's childhood and early adult life are spent behind the walls of Peña Duro, an infamous prison located in Santa Prisca in the DC Universe. During this time, Bane established himself as the power within the prison and the recipient of the super steroid known as Venom. Plagued by dreams of a demonic bat and hearing stories from a fellow inmate about a monster within Gotham City, Bane sets out to end the reign of Batman. Escaping his prison and making his way to Gotham, Bane creates and executes a plan that targets Batman, doing the impossible. Bane also defeats Batman by breaking his back after making him take on a gauntlet of Arkham Asylum escapees, thereby kind of doing what no other villain had ever done before. Since then, Bane has established himself as a consistent threat to both Batman and the world, while at other times aligning himself with heroes or a morally ambiguous teams such as the Secret Six or the Suicide Squad. And here's an interesting fact about Bane. Did you know that Bane and the Punisher were at one time merged into one character? It's true. Back in the mid-90s, immediately after the massive DC-Marvel crossover event, a new universe was briefly created. In this universe, many characters from DC and Marvel were merged into a cool new character. Batman and Wolverine were merged into Darkclaw. Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate were merged into Doctor Strange Fate. And Bane was merged so, with none other than the Punisher to create a new character called the Banisher. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> he was described as a gun-toting, drugged-up anti-hero who broke the back of Bruce Wayne, who was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this universe called the Amalgam universe at the time. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Matthew, do you have any questions before we get started? I have no questions. I can't wait to uh, get to the crux of this battle. All right, race to Kane. Let's get this party started. Hit us with your point number one. Point number one for John Wick, let's just talk about his general combat abilities as well as skills, because John Wick is a highly trained hand-to-hand fighter, and there's one thing I know James is going to talk about is Bane's ability in hand-to-hand combat, but one thing to keep in mind, Bane trained himself in his own style of combat when he was in prison. What do we say in the pro wrestling world about people who train themselves? They are untrained. On the other hand, John Wick has shown a huge aptitude in judo and jujitsu, both Japanese and Brazilian. And heck, I've seen him break out of a cross arm breaker. That's straight out of the world of professional wrestling. That is also a very hard move to get out of if you find yourself in it. So I would argue that John Wick is the superior wrestler as far as training goes right out the gate. That said, he also has general combat abilities in weapons. We're going to start with the hand-to-hand style weapons because we've seen him use a Garrett, which is that piano wire thing that uh, Agent 47 Hitman uses to strangle people with. Well, John Wick can use that as well. Hard to defend against a piano wire around the throat. I'm getting upset just thinking about the concept of it while I say it. He's also excellent at throwing knives, throwing axes, anything that's sharp, he can pick up and use it and throw it at you and get a kill shot or at least bring you to your knees. Now, one thing that John Wick is, is the greatest assassin slash hitman in the entire world. Why? Because he knows how to hit people or where to hit them in order to bring them down quickly, whether that be an incapacitation or a straight up fatality. He aims for the head and if he can't get the head, he's going to blow out your legs till your head becomes an easy target. Then he's going to shoot you 
in the head. That is just what he has. He's fought the best trained assassins and martial artists in the entire world of the world of John Wick. Literally people from all types of countries, Brazil, Japan, uh, uh, you know, everywhere, Italy. Uh, he fights all the different hitmen and all the different assassins and all the different martial artists, and he wins these battles despite the odds against him. Another cool thing that I've seen him do is that he can just drop out of sight like Batman does. Remember when Batman's talking to Commissioner Gordon and then he makes a point and then Commissioner Gordon turns away and turns back and he's gone? John Wick can do that too. And who, you know, if, if Batman could do that to Bane, as we have seen it happen before, John Wick, I believe, could also do that to Bane, who is susceptible to that kind of a move. He's also a great improviser. You know, he uses his area very, very well. He doesn't just like have a gun or have a knife or whatever and just try to go at it. He's been known to use his belt to hit you. He's been known to use the walls around to his advantage. And heck, we all know about the bleepin' pencil. We all know about the bleepin' pencil. He takes a pencil and murders people with a bleeping pencil. Heck, one time he killed 12 men who were trained uh, mobsters trying to break into his house. He murdered everybody in that room. One time he was in an armory and the bullets weren't quite fitting the gun he wanted, so he snapped the pieces of the gun off, turned it into a custom gun to make murdering even easier. And that's not even to bring up the fact that he is an expert driver. If there is a car involved, a motorcycle, anything like kind of a vehicle... I believe that he could use that vehicle to his advantage in an improvisational sense. At the end of the day, Bane is great. Bane is smart. Bane is tough. Bane is strong. But he's never fought anybody like John Wick before who goes to kill right away. And that's my point number one. Wow, so much to push back on that. So first of all, uh, Bane actually has fought a lot of people just like John Wick except they are maybe possibly superhuman. More on that later. So let me kind of push back on some stuff. I've been meaning to bring this up forever, Ray. And I actually agree with you. If you say that you do pro wrestling, but you trained yourself, that's really not something you can claim. That's not going to work. But when it comes to fighting, to combat, you absolutely can train yourself. There's so many examples of MMA fighters, people who do combatives in a military type of sense, who've trained themselves, who've come up with their own techniques or variation of techniques. In terms of fighting, you absolutely can train yourself. And you got to remember, Bane was in a hardcore prison with a lot of very bad people, a lot of really great fighters. And he had to overcome them all to kind of reign supreme. More on that in a little bit. Also, John Wick, again, I love John Wick, but he hasn't fought someone like Bane. I don't think Bane exists or a type of person like Bane exists within the John Wick universe. And then finally, the really funny thing is John Wick has got a, you know this really cool stealth capability. So does Bane. Bane has the ability to kind of disappear out of sight. He actually pulled that disappearing act on none other than Robin. Robin, who's used to it, who actually knows how to do it. Robin thought he had disappeared on Bane. Then all of a sudden, Bane noticed it, that Robin was there. He disappeared. Robin couldn't see him anywhere. And then Bane just kind of popped up out of nowhere and took out Robin. It was a really cool thing. Disappeared, reappeared without Robin being able to see it. All right, now let me get to my point number one. And all this is going to really become very, very clear. Let's talk about Bane's insane physicals. Of course, you look at Bane, big, huge, strong guy, super capable. Let's kind of go into this a little bit. He's got crazy strength. He can rip out a huge metal door from a wall. He can use a full-grown man as if he was nunchucks. Speaking of weapons, in one particular fight, he ripped a fire hydrant out of the ground and used it as a bat. He's so strong, he punched a demon's jaw off of his face. That's pretty impressive. In terms of speed, he's so fast and agile 
style that he can dodge Batman's batarangs. He's so fast that people said he moves as a blur. When superhumans see Bane in action, they state, and this is a direct quote, that no non-superhuman could move like that. His reflexes are insane. He can move his head out of the way of a bullet that's already been shot at him from point-blank range. His stamina is crazy. He can fight at full capacity for at least two hours. His durability, let's just kind of go into that. He's so durable they can easily tank punches from superheroes. One character is called Our Man. He's got super strength for an hour. He can lift over 50 tons, take punches from him, no problem. He can get up and being thrown off buildings, hitting the street from you know high heights. He can get thrown hundreds of meters through the air and hit the ground super hard and immediately get right back up and be kind of fine, ready to fight. He can get shot and stabbed and keep on going without it slowing him down the slightest. He can also tank being hit by lightning. Now, this is all crazy, insane stuff. And what's really crazy insane is what I just described was Bane when he's not on Venom. So what is this insanity when Bane is on Venom? Well, his physicals go up. So here's the deal. He's strong enough on Venom to pick up and throw a car down a long street. His strength is now officially listed at being able to easily lift over 15 tons. He's so strong, he can subdue this character named the Cheetah. The Cheetah is a Wonder Woman longtime villain who's got comparable strength to Wonder Woman. Now, I'm not saying he's breaking her or doing that, but he can actually hold her back and subdue her for quite some time. That's because of his fighting skill and his strength. Remember, that's Cheetah who's almost as strong as Wonder Woman. That's crazy. His speed is now superhuman officially, which is scary when you realize he's 6'8 and weighs 425 pounds. He can run way, way, way faster than Usain Bolt. His agility and reflexes are so superhuman that he can easily dodge bullets, jump super high, super far. His stamina is increased dramatically. He can spend nine and a half hours fighting through Batman's rogues gallery, beating everyone and still not be tired. But his durability is what goes right through the roof. While in Venom, Bane can take gunshots to the face, have powerful acid thrown in his face with no effect. He's unharmed from falling off the side of Wayne Tower and hitting the ground. He survives easily a train car that explodes and smashes into a building. In fact, explosions aren't a big deal to him anymore. Most knives and a lot of bullets can't even pierce his skin at this point. And if something does happen to pierce it, it doesn't him down at all because he doesn't feel it. Hey, you got 50,000 volts to the body from a super taser? Yeah, he literally laughs at that. Oh, he also has a superhuman pain tolerance because why not? And on top of all that, he's got a healing factor, meaning he recovers from wounds, gunshots, everything else you can think of very quickly, sometimes within minutes. Fun fact, one dose of venom lasts at least six hours. Look, off of Venom, I know Bane can beat John Wick. On Venom, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about it. That's my point number one. Very interesting. How does one exactly shrug off acid by just willpower alone? That doesn't seem scientifically correct. I'm no science jerk, but I do know that that doesn't make a lot of sense. And wow, Bane took out our man, a guy I never heard of until right this second. That must have been very, very impressive. I suppose. Now, the big thing I want to talk about here is you talk about Venom. And we do have to, James, I mean, I know you hate doing it, but we have to be true to the character and what they do and how they are. Because Bane in the comic books has sworn off of Venom. And he said he would never use Venom again. He has sworn, oh, Venom, it's terrible. I don't even want it near me. I would hate to have to use it. I don't want to. And since you love using later versions of characters all the time, we should probably stick to the motivations of later characters as well. And so, James, I think you should say right now and, and be a be a good sport in this and say, I don't think my Bane would use Venom. Therefore, the Bane I'm arguing today does not use Venom because that's pure to the character. Let me say this very, very clearly. And Ray, I do have to admit 
that you have clearly not read comic books for quite some time. Bane has been on Venom for probably at least 10 years. He did go back onto it. And then with the new 52 reboot and then, you know, rebirth, he's been on Venom for quite some time. In fact, he's refined it and he's using it better than ever. That's just who he is for the last 10 years. I'll so gladly admit that saying, Venom's a thing. I hear you saying that you love the new 52 better than the comics that came before it. Oh, Oh, I, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. New 52 is the devil. It is horrible. And I told DC Comics, I'm from DC, this is a bad idea. They didn't but listen. But you think, it's, you it think it's better canon, apparently, than the last uh, decades oh, no, of comics before it. No, Rebirth I'm, from 2016. That's fine, James. As long as you're clear about what you're saying, I just want to make sure it's on the record. I'm very clear that I still don't believe you can read properly. All right, now, Matthew Harris, you've heard one point from Ray. You've heard one point from me. Where's your head at with this battle so far? All right. Uh, so before I actually give you uh, where I am, I, I want a question for clarification. Uh, and that goes to, to you first, James. The version of Bane that you are using is what iteration? The or, latest version. Who the latest uses version. Venom. Okay. 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 That's the uh, great. He's that, still going to use feats from before that version, Matt Harris. But, you know, don't mind that at all. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening very carefully. And I'll tell you right now, this is a... This is a great battle coming out. Very, very impressed by Wick. I mean, how can you not be? I do have to say that right off the bat, I do agree with James that self-train versus formally train, it really is something that uh, can, it's it's more of a battle-tested thing. Uh, so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give them both an equal thing there. Wick is so good with the weapons. He's such a, a high-level, uh, go-for-the-kill uh, person that really gives him uh, a nice little edge there. There, but really, uh, this durability and the and the what Bane can just take uh, and dish out. Right now, I'm looking at Bane. Hmm. I and this is painful because I love John Wick. Love John Wick. Reeves, national Same. treasure. National treasure. All right. So I might be slightly ahead, but again, I've known from previous battles this is not a safe place to be when you're debating race to Canis. Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number two. Point number two for John Wick. Let's talk about his speed and his durability. Because, you know, uh, Bane can do a lot of good durable feats, sure. Especially when he's on drugs. Great message, James. What I would say is that John Wick, let's face it, if you've seen any of these John Wick movies, he's having really awful days that involve him taking an absolute beating over and over and over and over again. And yet there he is at the end of the movie, still with enough strength to get it done. At the end of the day, it's going to take a lot to bring down John Wick to the point where we've seen Bane brought to heel before. We've never actually seen John Wick defeated per se, because he's always standing tall, just preparing to deal with the consequences of what he just did in the next movie. It's just one terrible set of encounters after another that he's constantly trying to pay off. Like I said, uh, at some point, cut bait and run, Underworld. Leave John Wick alone. It's not worth it. You're you're not doing well in this in this set of movies. Now, John Wick has fallen downstairs. He's fallen down a lot of stairs. At one point, he threw himself down a flight of stairs to gain a tactical advantage, and that's where he is really going to be in a good place. At one point, he allowed himself to get stabbed right there in the side so that he could win the fight. He's a guy who sees all the angles and can see if I take a shot here and still allow me to win, that's worth it. That's worth it. And you got to think about that at the end of the day. John Wick will win. 
Bane has had his victories, no doubt. But John Wick is the guy at the end of the day who I will always put my money on to come out on top. At one point, he chopped off his own ring finger. Now, I have to imagine that takes a lot of personal grit and the ability to do it without immediately bursting into tears and going into the fetal position, which no doubt I would. But he took that, what was it, like that scraper and went pop, took out his own ring finger, and then allowed this red hot fire poker uh, sigil sigil thing to, to burn it, to burn it down in order to stop the bleeding. This is a tough individual. And not just that, he, he's been thrown through several glass panes before. Getting thrown through one glass pane is going to be tough. Having to walk around on glass is tough, asked John McClane. But John Wick will get thrown through glass and throw other people through glass as well, I might point out. Heck, one time he was in a car that got hit four times in the same little section. He got out of that car and was able to walk away from that. If you've ever been in a car accident before, that's bad. If you've been in four in a row and you just walk away, you are tough. One time he got hit by a taxi cab, got up and he was fine. Let's face facts. Bane hits hard. But John Wick has been hit by a lot of cars. A lot of cars have barreled into John Wick, sending him up the windshield, and he's walked away fine pretty much every single time it's happened. So I would question if Bane can get off the shot without John Wick having a counter before that punch or grab or throw can happen. He's probably going to walk away fine even if he gets hit by it. Heck, at the end of the day, he is wearing a bulletproof vest or a bulletproof suit, and he has protection. The Bane that I know is wearing a spandex singlet. Not exactly the same for protection. When he gets shot, not if, when he gets shot repeatedly by John Wick, he's not going to have a lot of protection. John Wick's got this, and that's my point number two. You know, again, this is this is a, a, a battle that just kind of tears at my soul because I don't want to be doing this against someone like a John Wick. Um, I love the fact that he can take such punishment and just keep on going. I love the fact that he says, oh, I got to get rid of this finger because it's holding me back and then I'll deal with it and just keep on going. We'll figure out all the consequences later, but I got to deal with this right now. And, and I love that willpower and that spirit. But unfortunately, what that reveals is that he can be hurt and he can take punishment. He does get slowed down. You know, there's this old expression, you know, in, in combat sports and even just like in fighting, you know, if you face someone who's got a lot of scars, you can be intimidated by that person. But what the really good fighters say is, well, if he's been scarred, he's been hurt. That means I can hurt him as well. He's not undefeatable or indefeatable, whatever you want to say. This is a creature. Bane is someone who's insanely brutal and who's going to break into John Wick, literally break into him and break him apart. The more that John Wick tries to keep on coming, the more Bane is going to love it. And that is a problem with John Wick. More on that later. The bulletproof vest it may offer him a tiny bit of protection, not a whole lot. You know, he gets hit by a car. That is awesome. It's a superhuman level hit. Bane can actually hit harder, and that's the problem with this whole matchup. So let me get to my point number two, and let's talk about the abilities and skills of Bane. Because, again, you look at Bane, and you think he's this hulking, physical, you know, creature that can just destroy whatever he touches. And he can, by the way. But there's so much more to him. You know, 
let's talk about his intellect for a second, his cunning, his martial arts skills. All that really set him apart from a lot of John Wick's opponents. So how smart is he? Well, Bane is a genius. His IQ is listed at 187. Keep in mind, Einstein's IQ was thought to be somewhere between 160 and 180. According to the official DC Comics wiki, and I'm going to just use the air quotes on this from Coin directly, in prison, Bane taught himself numerous scientific disciplines equal to the level of understanding of leading experts in those fields, establishing him as one of Batman's most intelligent enemies. So Bane is so smart, he beat Ra's al Ghul at chess. Ra's al Ghul is an immortal villain, lived over 600 years, influenced history out the world, and Batman calls Ra's his most dangerous enemy, and he, Bane, beat Ra's at chess with strategies that Bane created. That's pretty insane. Bane's fluent in English, Spanish, Portuguese, Dari, Cantonese, and Latin. He's considered a polymath, which is someone who's an expert in multiple fields. For Bane, is specifically science and mathematics and philosophy. Fun fact, Bane has completely memorized all the facts in countless sets of encyclopedias. Crazy. He's got a photographic memory and can recall any situation fighter encounter he's ever had immediately with precise details. That means all of his fighting experience is ready for him to use at a moment's notice. Bane has crazy powers of observation and deduction. Remember, I told you, John Wick, he's been hurt before. Bane's going to notice that. So with Bane, he was able to tell not only that Batman in one encounter was injured, even though Batman was trying to fake that he was okay, but he could tell just by how he was walking. He was a tiny bit off. He's like, got it. I know the injuries. I know exactly where to hit him. I'm going for it. Another time when seeing Alfred for the very first time, he could tell that Alfred was ex-military. You don't think you'll be able to see John Wick and size him up immediately? And on the other side of the coin, how long is it going to take for John Wick to figure out what Bane can do exactly? Bane has superhuman mental strength and willpower. He overcame Scarecrow's fear toxin, which is so strong that it's known to affect, you know, Batman and Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, two people with legendary willpower. He was able to stay mentally strong and survive while as a child by himself in a dangerous prison. And only did he survive, he took over the prison. Remember, he was four years old when he was in, when he was, his mom died. So he, he was born in prison. You know, his mom was with him. His mom dies while in prison. He's four. He's now on his own. This is crazy. Not only did he survive, he then took over the prison in terms of being the main power base there. Bane also has an incredible scientific mind. He's able to remove the tubes that stick out of his head into his gauntlets for the venom and replace it with some type of feed system from his mask. So his mask is what feeds venom into his brain right now. Absolutely crazy. Uh, he doesn't have that big injection system. Bane also taught himself how to fight. I said that before. No need to say it anymore except for the fun part. He's considered one of the best strategists and tacticians on Earth. He knows number a, total, a number of fighting styles. He created several forms of martial arts as well. Uh, let's see. He studied the Book of Five Rings, Art of War. This is someone who understands battle strategy. He's mastered firearms of all types. He's an excellent marksman. He knows how to take a gun away from someone and probably use it. Will he do it against John Wick? We'll see. Uh, and all of this seems pretty badass, I'll admit. But keep in mind, again, this was Bane, born in prison, four years old, having to fend for himself. He first murdered someone at eight and then just kept going in that direction. This is ruthlessness. This is someone who's going to go for it. And keep in mind, you know the venom he uses? That was an experimental drug used with the hopes of creating a super soldier. There was only one problem. Bane is the only one who survived the venom experiment from prison as everyone who got injected with venom before him died. That's his constitution. You're starting off with someone like that. He's a ruthless killer. He loves to go for it and to send a message that is clearly, you know, stating his brutality. I love Bane. There's so much in common I have with Bane. Not the prison part, not the steroid part. Maybe not a lot of common, but there's some cool stuff about it. Look, Batman was walking with a character who said, don't worry, I'm going to be with Bane. I'm going to rely on his mercy. And Batman laughed and said, the one person in all the world who you should never rely on their mercy is Bane because he doesn't have any. Look, John Wick, again, absolutely crazy, amazing, but he just hasn't faced someone with the physicality of Bane, and never mind all of the mental capabilities, fighting ability, and everything else he brings to the table. That's my point number two. 
Wow. Now, you're playing up Bane to be this excellent character, which he is. But wouldn't you know it, there's a bunch of things that Bane has done that you're leaving off the table for reasons I can't explain, James. Like the myriad of losses that he has uh, suffered from non-superpowered characters as well as some superpowered characters. Let's talk about a few of those briefly because his first ever loss came to a character named Azriel, who's known as the, you know, less good Batman. And he was a different kind of fighter than Bane was used to. And he was more brutal than Batman, not used to it. And he used a lot of weapons and came from a lot of angles that Bane did not expect. Hmm, who does that sound like? I don't know. Oh, John Wick. That's exactly who it sounds like. Bane has been knocked out by a wildcat. He's been knocked out by wildcat in a straight up like punching match. Black Canary took out Bane. Oh, you're saying, well, she obviously used the Canary cry. No, she didn't. Black Canary took out Bane with purely martial arts. Tim Drake's Robin has wins over Bane in combat. Batwoman, no powers, quickly dispatched Bane in a fight. And the last two, Red Hood, a character who has a lot in common with John Wick, has defeated Bane. Nightwing has dominated Bane every single time that they've fought, and he has no powers to speak of. John Wick is going to murder him. These facts are so incorrect, though, Ray. I got to point them out. Azrael, when he got the win, was wearing this high-tech battle armor, almost like an Iron Man type of thing, when he took on Bane after he lost to Bane the first time. And all these other times, these people were taking on Bane, you know, either without Venom or with a whole bunch of other people, especially, um, uh, what's her name, Catwoman. But more on all this later. Don't worry. This will all be explained by point number three. Because now we are at the turning point where after hearing two points from Ray and myself, Matthew tells us who is ahead and what the other side has to do to win. But before we get to what Matthew has to say, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today we have a brand new member of the Who Would Win Patreon community. Yeah, a true legend, a true MVP. The man wishes to be known as Knowledge himself. Ooh, a new contender enters the arena. All right, all right, all right. Let's go easy on him, not. Let's give him the Joker. Knowledge himself versus the Joker. Now, this is what's very, very exciting. The Joker is known for being wildly unpredictable. And Knowledge himself is known for, of course, knowing everything, which means that the Joker is going to have a hard time against Knowledge himself as the Joker sits there in his abandoned amusement park, sitting on his throne of skulls, I just assume he has laying around. Everything's spray-painted green and purple and yellow, and there's all kinds of acid traps and what have you, and Knowledge himself works his way through the Ferris wheel, lurks, works his way through the fun house, and gets all the way to the bumper cars before passing by that to the Tunnel of Love, no doubt where the Joker would be hiding because knowledge himself knows too much to let the Joker happen anywhere but his own turf. He wants the best fight he can get. And so knowledge himself walks in the front door, easily dodges all the attacks, takes out the thugs around him. The Joker says, you want to smell my flower? Knowledge himself says, yes, I do. Joker squirts the acid, but wouldn't you know it, Knowledge himself was ready for that. He does a sweep kick, knocks Joker down, and the acid somehow lands on Joker himself because Knowledge himself was that fast and put him where he knew the acid would land. Joker screaming in pain. Knowledge himself wins. That's our patron of the week. What a battle for a first-time contender. Congratulations. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. 
And now back to the battle. Matthew, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Again, we're at the turning point. Who do you think is ahead at this point, And what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? Okay, this is the one where I, I, I've been on this show before. I feel very, very locked into this battle right now because it's going uh, uh, both ways. I really like both of these characters. And here's where you are and here's what you need to do. So uh, first off, just to, just to, to key in on some of the points that you were making, um, I, I will say that I do want to give an advantage uh, first off to John Wick because they're both of these characters are very durable, but... As Ray pointed out, well, and I'll paraphrase uh, that Ray pointed out something that I see is that John Wick does almost have the Rocky effect. I mean, he just he gets broken down, he gets broken down, broken down, even by you know someone who I could see it, someone bigger, someone banish breaking him down. He finds a way. That's just the way it is. Broken or not broken, the point you bring up, James, about the the, the scarred person being the person. Hey, look, he can bleed, he can get hurt. Uh, true, but in John Wick's case. Uh, much like the, the the character Rocky, it seems that uh, it uh, he can be hurt, but he's still going to show up. Uh, however, to that Bane and his and his uh, genius intellect, I'm glad you brought that up because with that intellect, with his master tactician, now he isn't going to have time to n- have previous knowledge, as we know from the rules or everything. But you did point out that he can size people up really good. He can say, "Oh, look at how he walks. Look how he holds the gun." Uh, I think that's going to give Bane a, a really big advantage here because uh, uh, of he he'd be able to suss out a lot of what uh, John Wick can do. So actually, what I'm looking at right now is that though Bane came out ahead into round two, they're looking pretty even. So here's what I want to see from both of you. Uh, so from and look, Ray, I love John Wick. All right. So this is what I want to what I want to see is I want to see a little bit more answers for this problem of the venom because, you know, Bane, he gets on the special sauce and all of a sudden he's 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 approaching superhuman levels. There are at least peak human. I mean, it, it, it's uh, like James pointed out, this is a super soldier serum. John Wick has faced, you know, he's essentially killed half of New York, but what, what can he really, really do when Vane gets uh, on the good stuff? Uh, and then James, Ray brings up a, a very good point. I mean, look, you, you, you've done a great job of, of showing how Bane is smart. He's strong. He's durable. However, this guy isn't he, he doesn't win a lot. Like he's he spent a lot of time on 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 his back and he does have a good number of losses. Now, you did point out that a lot of them were without the venom. So there there is that that to consider, but you know, for a guy who who uh who did have Gotham in the palm of his hand at one point only to lose it uh and then to lose many other times i i'm going to need to see some some answers as to why wick would not be able to succeed where others have and that's where i am interesting points interesting points i like that you know ray did a great job with uh, john wick also remember bane on venom he's no longer peak human he's peak human as he starts and then it's 15 tons could take bullets the whole okay. thing, so he goes to a okay. kind of crazy level. But James, why are you making points right now? What's happening? You well, accuse you know, me of Ray. It's not of, like you make a point after my point number that, three. Here you are. Here we go. So we're now at the final round. Ray, go mm-hmm. ahead and hit us with your point number three. 
Point number three. Let's talk about the thing that I've been sandbagging this whole time, the shooting and the marksmanship, because that's how John Wick is going to win this battle. You say Bane is a master of knowledge of firearms. That's great. He'll know exactly what make and model of firearms are being used to murder him as it's happening. So that's a good way to go out the door, Bane. Good job. Now, John Wick has access to a heck of a lot of guns, and we all know it. He uses handguns, shotguns, assault rifles. This is a guy who will use whatever the correct tool is to get the job done. So let's face facts. Handguns and assault rifles are on the table. He's fought bigger characters before. He fought a guy in a warehouse who was so much bigger than him and just picked him up and threw him like behind his head like Bane would clearly try to do. And he fought a gigantic man in the pool right there in the first John Wick movie. And what does he do? He shoots out their legs, and then he shoots them through the head, sometimes shooting them in the gut for good measure along the way. He doesn't mess around. He hits you in, in essential spots, and he hits with perfect accuracy every single time. If you've seen a John Wick movie, you know this man does not miss, and he aims what he's shooting at, and he's trying to incapacitate you and or kill you, or both, one after the other. That's who John Wick is. And he shoots the bigger enemies. You know, he doesn't try to fight them in hand-to-hand combat because he knows better. You talk about Bane being able to size up John Wick. John Wick can size up Bane pretty fast. Hey, he's big. I don't want to get close to him. I'm going to shoot him. In fact, he's John Wick has worked his martial arts into gunplay. He actually has a certain type of martial arts that he holds the gun, he uses it while punching, kicking, throwing, whatever, and then finishes with the gun or gets shots in as the other grappling is happening. It's insane. One time he spun 180 degrees from the hip and took out a guy's head. Completely accurate all the time. One exciting time he was shooting a rifle uh, and he was stopped to reload it and another guy came around the corner. John Wick just stopped reloading in the moment, had the presence of mind, pulls out a pistol, guns him down, down and then continues with the reload. This guy doesn't skip a beat. One time he fought a sumo wrestler who was ins- insanely strong and he ended up climbing on top of him from behind and just shooting him repeatedly in the shoulder, in the gut, and finishing him with a headshot, which is you know what he could also do to Bane. Look, if Batman killed, Bane would not be a big deal because Batman would just murder him. And one thing that I made a point of to look, he said, how could he deal with the Venom? I want to hear that. Well, I want to tell you about it because Bane, especially in the later years, I'm looking at a comic book cover from 2020. He wears the venom on a tank on his back and tubes come out of it into the back of his head, which means that he has obvious target spots that even if John Wick doesn't exactly know what's going on, he knows that any guy walking around with green fluid on a tank on his back and tubes going to the back of his head is going to be important. So maybe the first few shots of John Wick shoot the tank, shoot, shoot the hoses, make it so that Bane is cut off from his precious supply of venom. We've seen in properties before that taking out the tubes causes Venom to freak out and causes Venom to lose power and be able to be defeated even if the Venom was still in his system before that. So you ask, how is he going to deal with the Venom? Very obviously, he's going to shoot the tank, shoot the tubes with his perfect accuracy, and he's going to get it done. You know, you'd said a lot of things about the way people talk about Bane. Well, people talk about John Wick the same or more in his own universe. At one point, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, little Alfie, the, the 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 son, took John Wick's car to the mechanic, and the mechanic slapped him across the face and said, "Get out of here!" And he went back to Daddy to tell the story, and he said, "This mechanic slapped me. We have to get him." At which point, his daddy slapped him and said, "The mechanic did the right thing. You don't mess with John Wick, even if your name is Bane." 
And that's my point number three. So much to push back on, but let me see what I can do. All right, so first of all, um, you know, in terms of how John Wick shoots, because they, <clears throat> I believe in his background, he's a Marine or former Marine, definitely former military. He does two shots to the gut, one to the head, and that's kind of standard procedure. And it's funny because in comics, Bane deals with that all the time. Two to the gut, one to the head, two to the gut, one to the head. That stuff doesn't slow him down. And again, it's hard to shoot him with bullets when he's on Venom. His durability becomes insanely superhuman. On top of that, you know, Bane has dealt with so many superheroes or supervillains, uh, superhumans in the DC universe who use machine guns or guns within their, you know, weaponry or what have you. And you've got Deathstroke, Deadshot, Red Hood, and he's never really had a problem with them, especially Red Hood. More on that in a little bit. But taking on people with guns and machine guns, superhumans with guns, super accuracy, he's dealt with that a million times. He already has strategies for that. Remember, this is someone who pre-plans ahead of time. Someone's got guns, someone's very durable. He already knows how to deal with that, and that's a really cool part. And finally, that whole tube saying, Ray, are you sure that wasn't something from the Injustice comic book storyline? That is something that takes place in a parallel universe. That's where Superman's gone evil. This Bane has no tubes. Now it's all of a sudden stuff coming through nope. his mask. I'm a Tell you right now, Batman City of Bane, uh, part one comic book from 2020, DC Comics. Uh, he very clearly has the tubes, the tank, and all of the above. I'm glad that you said you were using especially the last 10 years because that's the last 10 years of Bane. Sure. Well, here's the other thing that's really fun, too. Venom lasts for at least six hours in his system. Even if that were to happen. If he were to pop the tubes, whatever, he's still got six hours of so fight you, in I've him. I've seen him react pretty negatively to having those tubes ripped out, quite honestly. In that same comic book, recently. You haven't, because it hasn't happened, that I know for a fact. Now, let me get to my point number three, and this is where things are going to get very, very clear. Let's talk about some big wins. So I already mentioned how he's dealt with these superhumans that use guns and firearms and all that kind of good stuff, and he's used to it. And as good as John Wick is, is he better than Deathstroke, a master marksman who's like a super soldier as well? I don't think so. Uh, Deadshot, don't think so. Red Hood, don't think so. But let's talk about all these big wins that Bane has because the reality is Bane wins way more than he loses. And let me kind of explain that. So Bane destroyed Killer Croc. This is the Batman villain based off, you know, looks kind of like a crocodile. He's superhumanly strong. Durable is cursed with a race to Canis type of skin, to skin condition. Bane's beat him very easily. Broke his arm, left him for whatever. He's beaten demons from hell who were insanely superpowered. That's fun. He easily defeated two people at the same time who were super strong. One was Solomon Grundy. The other one was Amygdala. Both insanely superhumanly strong, super durable villains. He defeated... Red Robin, my favorite Robin, by the way, Red Hood and Nightwing at the same time. And you got to remember, Red Hood doesn't have a problem killing people. In fact, that's part of his M.O. He loves it. And all three of them got defeated by Bane at the same time. Bane's defeated a ton of members of the League of Assassins all at the same time they came at him because he fell foul of Rachel Ghoul. He sent them after him and he took them out. Keep in mind, the League of Assassins is made of the best assassins for the most part in the DC universe. Not a problem for Bane. In the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja crossover event, Bane took on and beat all four of the Turtles, he, Shredder and Batman, all at the same time. And yes, Bane even beat Superman. I just threw that in there. It was a long-established plan. It wasn't like he took him out one-on-one. He used Kryptonite. But it's just a fun fact that Bane actually has a win over Superman. And of course, Bane has beaten Batman while off and on Venom. Now, of course, I'm not referring to the very first time that Bane beat Batman, where he had planning on his side, who took his time, put Batman through this gauntlet, exhausted him, and then took him out. No, no. I'm talking way after that, where Batman's prepared for Bane. Bane has a few wins over Batman that are absolutely conclusive that Bane won. Now, again, we talk about Red Hood. This is a character I think that most is similar 
to John Wick, except he's superhuman because he had the uh, benefit from the Lazarus Pit, at least somewhat. He's got the training of Batman. He uses guns. He's an expert with firearms, goes in for the kill, and wears body armor. And Bane takes him out usually very quickly, usually with one shot to the head, which also breaks his helmet and just leaves him lying on the ground. And that's the fun part. But let me explain why I really know, for a matter of fact, why Bane beats John Wick. Remember the beginning of the episode, I said, hey, I'm going to pull in something from outside of the episode and have some fun with this. And this is going to kind of bring everything all together. So typically, I would use my intoxicating mind fog to tell a tale of how this fight would go. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. Just as Ray has pulled in judges in previous episodes that have worked for him, I decided to do something similar. So just for the audience, you guys know I've done some projects with some of the stunt professionals who worked on a number of Marvel movies, TV series, etc. Everything from Shang-Chi to Logan to Iron Fist. And these people also worked on all three John Wick films. So they have insight. They are tasked with understanding what John Wick can do, can't do, and how he has to come across and face off against all his opponents. So they were tasked with coming up with all the action design, the fight sequences of Keanu Reeves, the one who taught him jiu-jitsu and do all this cool stuff, the fight and the knife stuff. And again, they had to know everything about John Wick. On top of that, they're also huge geek culture enthusiasts. And I found out some of them are even fans of the Who Would Win show. So I asked them, in a random encounter, in a neutral location, with no time to prepare for the battle, who would win between Bane and John Wick? Because who else would know this answer? And they took some time to figure this out. They went back and forth. They factored in John Wick's willpower, which they realized was matched by Bane's willpower as well. They discussed John Wick's resourcefulness at using improvised weapons, which was matched by Bane's genius intellect. They discussed John Wick's fighting ability and desire to never give up and just keep on coming, which was countered by the fact that Bane has fought and beaten Batman both on and off Venom. And if you're going to have a character who's never going to stop coming and can take insane punishment, keep coming at you, John Wick's one of them. But yeah, Batman kind of is there too. And Bane's been able to beat him both off and off, on and off Venom. They even thought of the traps John Wick could set, which was countered by Bane's crazy tactics and strategies, which was then thrown out as the battle was in a neutral location with no time to prepare. These people really took everything into consideration. So finally, finally... They said that Bane's power and durability are the two areas where John Wick falls very short and that, at best, John Wick would be able to survive the encounter and escape, at best. But in the end, he would lose because, this is according to the experts, he has no way of beating Bane in their first encounter. They did say that in the second encounter, if John Wick could survive, with prep time and previous knowledge and location of his choosing, John Wick could conceivably win, possibly. But in this matchup, According again to the industry experts who know what John Wick can do in a fight inside and out, because that's their job, even they say Bane wins. That's why John Wick loses. That's why Bane absolutely wins this fight on top of all his great wins. And that is my point number three. Wow, that is a lot of time to spend with the opinions of unnamed anonymous sources. Hold on. The reason who why don't have anything else the to reason say. why they are unnamed. They asked to be unnamed because that's a stunt thing. That's part of the whole culture. And also, I want to bring one of these people on the show in the near future, and then we'll absolutely reveal his name. I'm just saying, I'm over here talking about actual facts from both of their comic book and movie careers, and you just spent two minutes saying unnamed sources are saying that Bane would win. That means literally nothing to anyone and should be worth roughly zero. That's a weird way to use your point number three, James. I can tell you're getting desperate in this matchup, but I will talk a little bit about what you just said. Yes, Bane has many wins over Batman because he spent how many years? Wasn't it like 18 months or, or longer just studying Batman? 
man to beat him on his own terms with uh, surprise? Like, of course he beats Batman. He literally devoted a huge chunk of his life just to do that one thing. So I don't even know if that should even count when you lose to Nightwing and you could beat Batman because he didn't study Nightwing and Nightwing kicks his butt. You talked about a heck of a lot of crossovers there in your point number three. Those don't matter. Those are a heck of a lot less weight as well. Uh, Bane also lost to Captain America who just has a shield, but I didn't talk about it because it was a crossover event and not worth a lot. And I think what you said there meant a lot, James. Bane has to pre-plan a lot of these encounters because that's how he beat Batman, spending a huge amount of his life. When he Bane pre-plans, he's great. But when John Wick gets thrown into it and when he was in the bathhouse, his plan fell apart quickly when somebody recognized him and he had to improvise as we do on the Who Would Win show when you don't know your opponent ahead of time and he blew his way through dozens and dozens of hitmen and assassins to get his way where he needed to go. At the end of the day, I think for the fourth week in a row, James, you hung yourself with your point number three, but I will go to the experts on that. Again, Ray, good points with John Wick. Remember, I did not even mention Bane's first encounter with Batman. These are all battles he won after that, where Batman had time to prepare for uh, Bane or learn from him as well. Did all that prep time he did leading up to the first battle just suddenly disappear? All on the ensuing battles? Of course he beat Batman. He still knew how to do it. And And then Batman knew how to prepare for Bane, and yet Bane still won when Batman had more than two weeks prep time. All right. He was playing catch up the whole time. Matthew. You've heard three points from Ray. You've heard three points from me. It's time to make a decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between John Wick and Bane. So I got to tell you, the, at midway through the, the this last round, I really thought I had it. I was like, okay, you know what? I think I've heard what I need to hear. Uh, and then I heard more things and more things. And, and man, whew, you guys are taking this down. This is, this is one of those 12 round battles that is definitely going to the cards right here. There is, there is no clear knockout victory here. Uh, just to touch on a couple of points, something that you both brought up, willpower. And I think actually we, we are looking at some, at some very closely matched willpower. Uh, because like I said, John Wick, he's got the Rocky effect. You beat him down, you beat him down. He's just going to keep getting up, keep getting up. You cut off both his legs. He's still going to get up some kind of way. Bane also, he he gets knocked down, but he gets up again. I mean, that's kind of, 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 of his thing. That's his whole origin story, as a matter of fact, of him constantly getting beat down, constantly coming back. Uh, in terms of skill, both of them, great, great skill. There is a really good point to be made about Wick going for the kill First and always, first, first, middle, last, and always. He's always going for a kill shot. Even if he's trying to soften you up, it's because he's trying to get to a kill shot. He's only going repeatedly for vital areas. Now, what I'm going to take your word on, James, is that is that on Venom, uh, Bane becomes at least bullet resistant. Is that what I'm just clarifying? So not necessarily bulletproof. I mean, until of course he goes through immediate withdrawal when the tubes get hit, like always happens in the comics. So, really yeah, but what I'm, really? but what I'm, what I'm taking, I, I what it's, I'm it's, taking, what he's known uh, for James. I don't know what to tell you. Is is on is on the the, the word of 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 Gavsey is that now he's it's transferred it to the mask, so he's getting a different uh, source uh, source of it. Doesn't take it off the table. A mask is still on the face. 
Wick shoots in the face a lot. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Now, now I will say this. Ray makes a very good point uh, about the the source material. However, because John because John Wick is from the film industry, is is from the movie. Now I know there was some controversy about about a deleted scene <laughs> in a in a previous episode. So, but this isn't that. This is actually just uh, going straight to the source. I think if you asked a, a writer or something like that, uh, I will still allow that point. It is still a valid point to be made. However, on the rebuttal that that uh, uh, Ray came in with. There still leaves uh, a good amount of doubt. So here's how I see this going out, all right? I see that Wick and Bane, they meet up. They're in this neutral location. Automatically, they assess each other. No problem, it's a threat. That guy's a threat. That guy's a threat. We're going to take him out. Bane immediately starts to vent him up. Wick pulls out the pulls out the whatever gun he has, and he's shooting. He's shooting right away. He's going for vital targets. He's going for the gut. He's going for the head. Bane, he's tanking a couple of shots. He's moving. He's he's trying to close the distance. Wick is, is finding his way in. There's gunfire exchanged. I think by the, I think the, the from what I've seen uh, and, and from what it was, Venom it pretty much kicks in uh, uh, right away. I mean, he's still, he's already peak human without it. And he's got a little bit of regeneration factor. He closes the distance. These two are in there. So now Wick's on him. Wick's on him now. He, he does have to deal with the vice griff. Wick's a slippery guy. And he's sitting there. He's stabbing with knives. He's shooting. He's starting to pull through. He's starting to break through this thing. Bane, I'm sure at some point is going to break a limb. Maybe two. He's going to break an arm. He's going to break a leg. Wick is going to definitely feel the pain from that he's gonna go deep into the memory of his passed away wife it's gonna give him he's just gonna put the gun in the other hand he's gonna fire it's gonna be bedlam there's probably gonna be a camera that's shaking all over the place and and when it ends when the camera starts to settle when you hear the gun click whoo this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm seeing it as it's happening now. And I think with what was given to me, oh man, oh man. Okay. Okay. Let me just, let me, let me get my head on straight for this because, uh, ooh, this could really go anywhere. And I'll tell you this before I, I, I say my final decision. Maybe if you ask me on another day, it might even go another way. I would say, honestly, if these two fought 10 times, there would be an equal number of wins. It's not going to be a, a thing. But if it if we're going to the cards with all the points uh, that were given to me here and really, really good rebuttals, I do think that this time for this first chance encounter, I think John Wick does enough to escape to fight another day and leaves a very wounded but very alive Bane who takes the first battle. So it goes oh, to Bane. Come on. That was a brilliant story me. and a brilliant assessment, and I think absolutely correct. If anything, John Wick is a brilliant tactician and combatant. And if he sees everything that he normally does is not working, and he's slowly losing the physical fight, and his weapons aren't working, remember, he's going to run out of ammo sooner or later, unless there's more people with guns there, which there are not. He will absolutely say, I got to get out of here and reassess and come back and murder this guy. He would absolutely do that. But in the first encounter, Bane takes it. You're a genius. Victory is mine. Justice is served. The streak has been broken and the world's a great place. I'm pretty good right now. Race to Canis.
with your dirty tricks. How do you feel right now? My dirty tricks. Look, Matthew Harris, you said yourself exactly what would happen based on what James said. I said you cut the tubes. He goes through immediate withdrawal. That is like essential to the Bane character. And James says, well, actually, the tubes are now inserted into his mask. Great. John Wick shoots him in the mask, breaks the thing. He goes into withdrawal. You had the pieces to put it together there in front of you and chose not to. Now, I do appreciate you saying that basically if they fought 10 times it would be like five to five because i do feel like that is probably accurate but match number 11 john wick would win and i think that's where you should have put your put your very very smart brain i'm disappointed in this result because i think james pulled one over on you and that never makes me happy well, I'll say, you know what, I'm I'm a little dis- disappointed in this result because uh, I I do, you know, look, Bane's the bad guy, Wick's the good guy. All right, I want I want good to prevail. I I want I want it to happen, but uh, d- just just I'm I'm telling you, it was it was this one. I go off the gut, I go off the heart, and and I I do think I think John Wick would have gone. He would have been gone for more than two minutes, but when he came back, Bane is dead. <laughs> Bane is dead. He is no longer a scourge to Gotham City. He's he's done. And 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 John Wick it will come back in John Wick six and somehow with a better uh, arm and leg. Look, if there's anyone who could finish off Bane for good, it would be John Wick. But John Wick would have to know what he's dealing with. That is the key here. He would have to know what Bane could do. John Wick would research him. He'd use his just, you know, compulsive whatever he has going for him to know everything there was to know about Bane, his history, everything. I do believe John Wick, with prior knowledge and preparation and picks the location of his choice, could absolutely kill Bane once and for all. Ray Sicanus, you're silent. What's going on? I am just supremely disappointed. I thought that final counter in bringing up all the Nightwings of the world that have brought Bane down would be easily enough because Nightwing is great. John Wick would destroy Nightwing totally 10 discreet. times out of 10. Absolutely. And Nightwing beats Bane every time they fight. Transitive property, I'm not good at math, but I can tell you, means that John Wick beats Bane over and over and over again. I regret to inform the people that this decision uh, uh, has truly uh, weakened me. Reclaim Detroit has unfortunately been canceled because Dang I cannot it. in good faith no! put a Matt Harris show on the air. Maybe I can be talked out of it later, but for this moment, I'm sorry, everybody. We have to cancel the show. This has beaten the, 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 the desire to keep going out of me. Great news, everybody. As a producer, I've picked up the show. And I'll make oh, sure excellent. it stays alive. It's too great. It's too good of a show. You can't it, kill the it show. It really is. It it's really too, I mean, it's is a great too good of a show. show. I just am very upset right now. Let don't, me be upset and make claims that I don't intend but, but to But don't keep. say things that hurt the people, Ray. I mean, you already have. But really, Ray, the people. They, they're they're not going to benefit. I don't care about the people. I'm making this show for me, <laughs> you not know what? them. In, in times like this, we just hold space and, and we give Ray the support he needs. And we're here for you, Ray, all of us. Sometimes. Not really. Matthew, I got to tell you, you are incredible. The you, you had me on the edge of my seat in your entire process once you heard the three points. And I, my heart was pounding. I'm like, come on, don't give Ray this fourth win. Don't do it. Think of all the kids. Think of all the children. And sure enough, you made the right decision. As painful, by the way, as it was for you and as painful as it was for me to be going for Bane over 
the awesome John Wick. With all that being said, please come back to the show and just bring your fantastic awesomeness with you. In the meantime, please tell everyone where they can find you online. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at It's Matt Harris Graham. You can find me on Twitter at It's Matt Harris. Aside from Reclaim Detroit, which you can find me out, which will be coming out very, very soon. And it's a very, very good audio drama. Also, keep your eyes open. I just uh, worked on a film uh, coming out. It's called Future Date. You can see all that stuff. You uh, check out the Instagram. Uh, it's a it's a really fun rom com set in an apocalyptic universe uh, that I'm excited about. That's coming out. Check my website. Check the uh, Instagram because I'll be back on stage doing stand up comedy at the Burbank Comedy Festival next month at Flappers. Heck yes! All that sounds amazing. All right, race to Canis. You had three in a row. You were trying to pull it forth. You did a great job, but you came up just a little bit short because I knew you would. Tell all of our listeners where they can find you. We were so close to getting Sid 6.7 from Virtuosity on the Who Would Win show. We were so close to potentially getting DC Comics' own Captain Carrot on the Who Would Win show. We were phenomenally close to having the second appearance of NFL Super Pro on the Who Would Win show. And Matthew Harris snuffed out that candle. No. On that wick today. Very, very disappointed with this. I have decided, after some soul searching, to go ahead and release Reclaim Detroit Episode 1 starring Matthew Harris anyway. That will be next week, August 2nd. Look for it. Look for it where you podcast or on Twitter at Vampire Detroit or go to VampireDetroit.com. You can find me at Almighty Ray, this one's going to sting because I feel like I made the argument and I have a feeling you people at home are going to tell me that hashtag four in a row should have happened and that's going to annoy me even more. We'll see what happens next week. All right, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabs. You remember to join the official Who Wouldn't Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcast. On behalf of myself, Race Sicanus, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.